Good morning. It's a Thursday, and this is Kale and Company live on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 on the FM dial in the greater Concord area, and 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and of course streaming 24 hours a day on nhtalkradio.com. A delight to have you along with us, and a very special guest today in studio on Kale and Company Live, a man who has been producing writing and uh, performing some of the best music to come out of New Hampshire for years now. From Rocking Horse Studio in Pittsfield, Brian Coombs. Brian, welcome to the show. Hello there, Ken. It's so good to uh, see you again. It's been a while. It's been too long. It's hard to catch up with uh, an international traveler like you who, you know, crosses the uh, Atlantic Ocean more probably than anybody I've ever known. And uh, you, you do it on a frequent basis. But, you know, first of all, before we talk about some of the projects that you're involved in right now, I, I wanted to uh, congratulate you on uh, producing uh, a great new CD, Leap of Faith, by Dakota Smith. Dak- uh, D- Dakota Smart, I'm sorry, Dakota Smart. I wrote down Smith, why? Uh, Dakota Smart, who was in the studio uh, not too long ago, we had uh, had him on recently live. He did uh, some of the songs from the recently released uh, CD, Leap of Faith, and uh, he was just terrific. He's a talented young gentleman who has a bright future ahead of him. So he was actually, um, came by the studio to visit yesterday, so uh, we've actually got some new things in the works with Dakota that I, you know, I'll let him share with you when the time is right. But right. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a talented guy and we enjoy working with him a lot. Oh, absolutely. He was uh, terrific. Now, Rocky Horse Music Club has been uh, very busy uh, in recent years. It uh, seems like you guys uh, never stop. In uh, 2019, the release of Which Way the Wind Blows, the music of uh, Anthony Phillips, one of the founding members of Genesis, and that followed a couple of uh, live shows in England featuring the music of uh, Anthony Phillips, who uh, I, I know had a, had a major impact on your musical journey. He did, yeah. He's one of the um, you know my earliest musical heroes, and uh, I think I mentioned to you a long time ago that back in high school, when we used to uh, have book covers made of uh, you know grocery bags, paper paper bags. Um, you know, the, the common thing was for kids our age to write down, you know, the logos of our favorite bands sure. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. I used to write Ant is God <laughs> on my book covers. So uh, I had to make sure I, I waited. I didn't lead off with that the first time I met Ant. So, uh, you know, I had to wait until we were secure friends before I let him know that little bit of Brian but history. Eventually he found out. Though. He did. Yeah, I, yeah. I I copped to it. And uh, like I say, at that point, he didn't have to put the restraining order on. So. <laughs> he was a good sport about it. And and then you did, uh, you know, tribute, couple of tribute concerts in uh, in England. Uh, uh, and, and he was in the audience. He was in the audience. Uh, those shows were an absolute blast. We brought the, uh, the entire extended Rocking Horse crew over to England and we sold out two shows. And not only was Ant in attendance, but the guy um, who had produced a bunch of Genesis records, Dave Henschel was there. And the guy who did all of the artwork for Yes album covers, a guy wow. named Roger Dean, 
the venue where we play actually has a museum of Roger Dean artwork upstairs. Wow. So Roger was there, and Neil Armstrong's son um, flew all the way from Texas to come the to those Neil shows. Yeah, The folks. Neil Armstrong, The Neil Armstrong, yeah. So First man on the moon, yeah. So his son was he flew from Texas to come see us wow. play in England. That, that is, is really something. And I know uh, not too long ago you had the opportunity to record at the uh, legendary Abbey Road Studios in uh, London, uh, the place made famous by the Beatles, of course. How, how did that all come about? Well, yeah, um, in the middle of a global pandemic, we, yeah, we exactly. ended up getting yeah, there. Yeah. So um, a good friend of ours at the studio who does an awful lot of work with us named Tony Grapponi, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, had written a gospel song um, that will be released soon, actually. And he was a big fan of the gospel song that Rockin' Horse Music Club had done, Everywhere is Home, yeah. that featured Sing Gospel, a gospel group uh, out of London. Uh, so he asked me if I could get in touch with Sing Gospel and ask if um, ask if they were interested in uh, playing on his, singing on his song. So I reached out to the choir director and said, yeah, we're interested, but we don't have access to the church where we had recorded Everywhere is Home, but I'm sure we could find something else. So I just jokingly said to him, well, let's, why don't we do it at Abbey Road? Because I know that Sing Gospel had worked with other people at Abbey Road. And the choir director said, yeah, that'd be great. Actually, you've spoken with the, we called into one yes, of your shows yes, yeah. with, the, with the Sing Gospel guys. So, right, right you've yeah. actually spoken with both of them. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was Bert and Josh were the two guys. And um, one thing led to another. And, you know, we, after numerous close calls, we finally booked the time in early December uh, but, you know, we had to book that. I think we booked it in like July or August when COVID numbers were really low here and we booked we booked the time and then wouldn't it figure uh, we left like the week after Thanksgiving, right, as Omicron was breaking across yeah, the world. Right. So um, it was kind of white knuckled. But uh, so we got there. But Abbey Road has a policy to keep out the tourists. You have to book a certain number of days. So obviously recording a choir for Tony wasn't going to take up multiple days. So um, Pat Gochez and Josh Kimball and I went over and we used that as an opportunity to play some of the vintage pianos that had appeared on, you know, Beatles records that John and Paul and George had played on, um, you know, Fool on the Hill and Penny Lane and with a little help from my friends. Wow. And um, we also got some of our special friends in, our, our English friends who guested on uh, our new record. We recorded them while we were there as well. And uh, the new record is a uh, rock opera slash concept album uh, from Rocking Horse Music Club called Circus of Wire Dolls. Yeah, that sounds awfully pretentious, doesn't it? Circus of Wire Dolls. So uh, what... Uh, what is the uh, unique concept of this? Of this, uh, well, it's a, it's a double CD, right? It's a double CD, double and it's CD. also double vinyl. Double vinyl coming yeah. out as well, mm-hmm. because vinyl is is back, isn't it? Vi- mean, vinyl has had I a huge resurgence. And yeah. yeah, and there's a tour, there's a serious backlog with manufacturers. Ah. so if you're interested in a you know an investment idea, opening up a vinyl pressing plant probably wouldn't be a bad one <laughs> there you go <laughs> because our our record for the vinyl for this record which comes out the the cd comes out in september yeah but the vinyl doesn't come out until the end of october and that went into production in may so that's how long it takes wow. to make vinyl records these days 
Um, so yeah, I guess the concept of Circus of Wire Dolls, on the surface, it's about an artist, a performance artist, who creates a circus, a miniature circus of mechanically controlled wire dolls. And um, he goes out and performs this circus for people. Uh, it's basically tentatively inspired by there was a performance artist, a sculptor named Alexander Calder in the 1920s and 1930s who put together this type of circus and he would control these dolls with wires and uh, pneumatic hoses to get these dolls to do certain acts. And he would perform this show, uh, you know, in the houses of the hipsters of the day, mm -hmm. the, the art yeah. community yeah. of the day. And, um, you know, so I knew about that. Uh, but where I where we took it, we took it more introverted as in it's an artist who creates this circus and in his imagination the circus characters come to life and then throughout the course of the record we hear from a lot of the different characters so the trapeze artists sing a song and the tightrope walker sings a couple of songs and the lion who happens to be in a relationship a codependent relationship with a lion tamer sings a song wow. and uh you know so really they're all reflections on the the creator of the circus uh so that's what it is on the surface but really it's about an, a person looking back at their life the, their life and talking about the you know decisions that they've made and regrets and loves lost and opportunities missed and you know the good stuff too it's nostalgic uh it's not all sad it's uh, you know person looking back at their life and the good news is folks that uh in just a, a short time we're going to be hearing some of the music that has, I mean, this is like a, a world premiere, correct? This, this is indeed a world a, premiere, a yes. world premiere on WKXL of uh, this uh, great rock opera, a concept album, uh, Circus of Wire Dolls. And uh, we won't have time to play until the, uh, uh, until the next break, after the next break. But uh, why the resurgence of vinyl? What, what, why is that? That's a really good, really, really good question that, you know, I... I don't really understand, right? I mean, I grew up with vinyl, and I still have actually all my vinyl, and I have a turntable, and I'll listen to it, but the convenience of CD and the fidelity of the CD is what, um, you know, convinced me to never go back to vinyl. And you never will. You never look back. Brian Coombs is with us from Rocking Horse Studio in Pittsfield. This is kind of our Pittsfield week. We had uh, the uh, director of the uh, Pittsfield players on here uh, oh, yesterday. Fantastic. So, yeah, so this is this is Pittsfield week on Kale and Company Live. And when we come back, we're going to hear some of the great music from Circus of Wire Dolls, never heard before anywhere outside of Rocking Horse Studio uh, in Pittsfield. Brian Coombs is with us. Kale and Company Live on WKXL 1039 FM in Concord, 1019 in Manchester, 1450 AM and nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company Live on this Thursday morning. All our past episodes are on nhtalkradio.com as well as the uh, great shows that Matt Robeson and Paul Hodes put together. Four to six every afternoon here on WKXL. Brian Coombs is with us. 
from Rocking Horse Studio in Pittsfield. Brian has ventured across the pond many times, and uh, a lot of what you're going to hear actually was recorded in England, correct? Yeah, parts of a lot of the stuff that you'll yeah. hear, you know, it all originated at, uh, at Rocking Horse here at home yeah. and uh, finished here at Rocking Horse at home. But uh, a lot of the special guest appearances that you'll, you'll hear a few of those today, this morning, those were done in England. Um, both, um, you know, special guest appearances at Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of stuff was just done at home studios with some of our special guests as well. Wow. Well, I, I've had a chance to hear a little bit of uh, a few of the uh, songs in Circus of Wire Dolls. What's the, the first selection we're going to hear today? Uh, well, why don't we hear something that might wake people up, yeah? That'd be, so that'd be good. Let's do yeah. This is kind of a glam rock, art rock type of song called It's Not About You. All right. It's Not About You from uh, Circus of Wire Dolls right here on WKXL. Nobody's ever heard this before outside of Rocking Horse Studio, a world premiere. So let's hear it.
Not about you. And uh, that is from Circus of Wire Doll. So give us a little background on uh, on that song and who was involved, who who wrote it, and uh, some of the uh, instruments that were used. Yeah, sure. So uh, Pat Gochez and I wrote that tune. Um, you know, musically, it was half mine, half his. And, um, you know, with my lyric over the top. And um, it features Greg Hawks from The Cars. Mm. Uh, the keyboard player in the cars uh, playing saxophone on that tune. And otherwise, it's the standard rocking horse crew, Eric Wagley on drums, Brendan Harris-Hades on bass, uh, Justin Cohn, who's you know one of our lead singers, is playing yep. acoustic guitar on that. Pat is playing electric guitar. Myron Kibbe is playing electric guitar. Uh, Pat's sister, Brittany, is singing the backgrounds, and I'm playing keyboards. So that's the that's the crew on that one. And what a crew it is, uh, and uh, you know what? What a stable of performers. No, no pun intended. Uh, you you have at the, at Rocking Horse Studio. It's just truly amazing the the, the talent uh, that is involved with that. You know that one song. Yeah, and, thanks. I, you know, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that you know, in particular, Eric Wagley, the drummer, and Myron Kibbe and I have been working together for 15 years now. Mm, wow. We've done a lot of records for a lot of different people, and uh, you know, so there's a chemistry there, and you know that uh, Pat Gochez and I kind of have the same musical upbringing influence-wise, right. so uh, sometimes we can egg each other on in a good way or a bad way. Um, you know, we can play to each other's indulgences quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you can't beat a singer-songwriter like Justin Cohn. So, mm. you know, we're really, really fortunate. I'm very fortunate that I get to work with these guys and that they kind of went along on this journey with me. You know, they've been so such good friends and, and collaborators. Um, you know, I, I often joke with young artists like, hey, if you want to have a successful career in music, don't follow the career path that what I've done with Rocking Horse Music Club, right? Because, I mean, you know, we're beyond the, the point where we're looking for, you know, large stardom, you know, I, I'm just I'm just following my heart artistically. Uh, but, you know, I'd never recommend to a young artist, you know, think about what Rocking Horse did. Our first single was a gospel song, and Pat and I had never written a gospel song before, and that ended up played on, you know, being played on the BBC, mm. And then we followed that up with a tribute record to, at least in this country, a fairly obscure British guitar player, right? I mean, he's from a legendary band, but when you say Genesis, you think Phil Collins, you don't think Anthony Phillips, right? right? And then we follow that up with a 96-minute genre-defying rock opera, you know? You shouldn't, if don't do that, kids, if you start looking to start a career in music. Don't follow my example. Do well, as I say, I, I not as I do. I followed your example, they'd, they'd be pretty successful. Uh, but uh, at any rate, uh, and you talk about uh, Greg Hawks being on that uh, that cut uh, from the cars, a Hall of Famer, right? He is a rock, rock and roll, roll Hall of Famer. Yeah. I remember, you know, we've been working with Greg on and off. You know, he's he's come up to the studio for years and years, and I remember him sitting on my screen porch, uh, you know, one day, and me telling him about the petition you know, the online petition to induct the cars into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Greg, he is, he's a good sport about it. And he, he, he did admit that it would be something cool, but that there was, it was out of his control. And if it happened, it happened. 
And it did happen, and I was very, very happy for him. I'm sad that it happened before, I mean, it happened after Ben Orr had passed away, but it did happen before Greg, Greg, uh, Rick Ocasek passed away. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Well, we're here with Brian Coombs from uh, Rocking Horse Studio talking about the new rock opera, Circus of Wire Dolls, and we're going to hear a couple more uh, selections from uh, the 96-minute rock opera, which will be released to the general public in September, correct? Correct. Yeah, and uh, that's the CD, the double CD, and then the album will be coming out when? End of October. End of October. All right. More to come. Kale and Company Live, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And around the clock, streaming worldwide, nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. It is Kale and Company Live. It's a Thursday. Great to have you along with us. And our guest on the program today is Brian Coombs, the driving force behind Rocking Horse Studio in Pittsfield. For how many years now, Brian? 17 years we've been wow. in Pittsfield. Yeah, that is something. And uh, you know, the, the recordings that have come out of that, that uh, studio are just uh, you know, legendary. To, uh, you know, and you've started the, the careers of, of many uh, through Rocking Horse. Well, we've been really fortunate to work with some talented people, so it's been great You're for us to go. You're much too modest. Well, it's uh, been great uh, for us to go along for the ride, so. Well, you've, uh, you've done a lot for a lot of people. There's no, no doubt about that, and uh, brought a lot of joy into the lives of many with the, the music that has been produced there and uh, elsewhere now, uh, across the pond and in London, and uh, the new rock opera. Uh, produced by Brian and uh, Rocking Horse Studio, Circus of Wire Dolls, which uh, is kind of uh, autobiographical, correct? Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Like, like I say, on 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 the surface, it's about this artist who performs this circus of wire dolls. But you know, really, you know, all the characters are kind of telling stories about. Um, you know, an artist, it could be, you know, an, a, a novelist, it could be a musician, um, looking back at a life lived and decisions made, regrets and joys and loves and pains and, you know, everything that, you know, that we go through as humans. And, um, you know, as, as we get older, I think we tend to look towards, you know, mortality a little bit more and tend to look back and, it's one of those things carpe diem when it came to going to abbey road um that was in the height of you know omicron had just hit and it was going to be difficult but you know pat and josh kimball and i just kind of you know looked at each other and said well to heck with it Uh, you know carpe diem this is let's go to abbey road because if if we don't we get hit by a bus tomorrow and not have that experience. So we just took the leap of faith that everything would work out, and it did. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so the record is just kind of, you know, me looking back at, at, at my life so far and what's what's to come. 
And uh, at Abbey Road, uh, as you alluded to in uh, the earlier segment of the show, uh, they still have uh, a number of instruments remaining that were used, um, you know, on Beatles recordings. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, when we booked the time, uh, I, I had to make sure to book those pianos because a couple of the pianos can uh, travel between Studio 2 and Studio 3, uh, not Studio 1 because that's on a different floor. Uh, so I made sure to book the Mrs. Mills piano, uh, which is most famous for Penny Lane and with a little help from my friends, and the Challen piano, which was famous for Fool on the Hill and Lady Madonna. And, uh, you know, what's cool about the Challen piano, which is one that I played on a couple of songs and Pat played on a couple of songs, if you look down on your left hand on the lower side of the keyboard is a B key, and it has a little cigarette burn, and uh, that came from a John Lennon cigarette. And it remains today. Yeah, and you yeah. know, you know, it's really cool when you walk in Abbey Road. Um, you know, st- they 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 showed us around. There was nobody in Studio Three, so I, you know, we were able to go into Studio Three, and that looks like a modern studio. It looks very much like Rock and Horse Studio, mm-hmm. but then you walk into Studio Two, and it's almost like you're in black and white. Uh, you know, the, they haven't refinished the floors. It's the same acoustic treatment on the walls that have been there for 60, 70 years. Um, you know, the walls are white and it, you know, so you walk in and it feels like you're, you're at a Beatles session and, you know, I was worried and I know Pat was worried. We really rehearsed here at home because I didn't want to freeze under the pressure, but a few other people that had recorded there said, you know what, Brian, the vibe is so cool there that you're going to, you're going to rise to the occasion. And it was absolutely true. There was, you know, we, Pat and I performed really well there and it, just has a really cool, warm vibe to it, and uh, it's a special place. Oh boy, it must be, you know, especially to those like like you and and, and Pat and and others uh, that uh, have such a great appreciation for the the history of music. Yeah, that's that's yeah. right, and it's more than just the Beatles. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's it's Pink Floyd and it's Kate Bush and it's the Zombies and it's all of the John Williams soundtracks and mm. a, you know a lot a lot of history has happened in that building and it's it's really cool and you know the fact that it's one long corridor that connects all the studios really shows that back in the day like when the Beatles were recording Sgt. Pepper Pink Floyd were recording their first album in Studio 3 and mm. it's just a hallway right with yeah. a shared bathroom so you could actually see how <laughs> Ringo Starr could bump into Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd in the men's loo. It's right? amazing, yeah. And it's yeah. just there they are yeah. doing their thing, and it's uh, you know it's, it's and it's you know you read about it and you see the pictures, but until you're there in person, yeah. I, you know it's something that I'll you know I'll always remember and hope to go back. So is it open to the general public at, at all or, or not? No, never, no, never. no. Okay. Uh, well, I think this year was their night. This this summer. Is or no? Last summer was their 90th anniversary, wow. so wow. they did open up a ticketed event for a week last summer, oh, okay. where yeah. you could you could go in on guided tours. Yeah, um, but from what the staff told us, that those guided tours weren't really showing you. 
mm. everything. Right. Right? Yeah. So with us, I mean, we were clients from Studio Two, and we had access to the entire building, and we went down to the canteen where the Beatles used to eat their meals and have their tea, and yeah. we had our tea in the canteen, and... Uh, you know, we were wondering if who was going to be in Studio One or who was going to be in Studio Three. We didn't meet any. You know, it wasn't unfortunately Sir Paul wasn't there working on yeah. something, uh, but it's still it was it was a cool experience. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure it was. Now, uh, getting back to uh, Circus of Wire Dolls, what are we hearing next? Let's take a listen to the first song um, where the record kind of morphed from being just a concept album. Uh, about Circus of Wire Dolls to actually becoming kind of a musical with different characters and different voices. So this is a song called um, Trapeze Waltz, and it is told from the perspective of a male and a female trapeze artist who are billed as, you know, the king and queen of the skies, but yet they don't, they're not a happy loving couple off uh-huh. Off the, out of the spotlight, and yet they have to pretend that they're a happy, loving couple when they're in the spotlight. And there's a cool line because, again, you think about these are inanimate objects who somehow have human thoughts and emotions. And there's a line in there called um, "Someday I may let you fall," and that may that could sound vicious. Yeah. But really, if you know, if you were a mechanical doll and I was a mechanical doll, and I'm trying to catch you, but I'm faced, you know, to your left, and I'm inanimate. I'm not going to be able to catch you. So that's the line, someday I may let you fall. And I just thought that was a cool uh, metaphor for, you know, lack of communication. All right, here we go with uh, Cut 10 from Circus of Wire Dolls here on WKXL, a world premiere. i 
from the soon-to-be-released Circus of Wire Dolls. The name of that track? Trapeze Waltz. Trapeze Waltz. All right. Someday I May Let You Fall. Wow. Kind of a haunting song. Who, who is the uh, the vocalist? Uh, it's an English singer named Miss Amy Burks. Fantastic singer-songwriter in her own right. And great violin in there as well. Yeah, that's our session, one of our session musicians named Jenna. Wow. Terrific stuff. Brian Coombs with us from Rocking Horse Studio in Pittsfield, Kale and Company Live, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and nhtalkradio.com. One more song still to come from Circus of Wire Dolls right here, Kale and Company Live on WKXL. It is Kale and Company Live. It's our Thursday edition. Ryan Coombs with us, our special guest from Rocking Horse Studio in Pittsfield on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and around the clock, streaming live, no matter where you are. Even on your next trip to London, Brian, you can listen to uh, nhtalkradio.com because... uh, this show, like all our other programs, are up on nhtalkradio.com, and you can stream it live 24 hours a day. We've been talking about uh, Brian's new production, Circus of uh, Wire Dolls. We've heard a couple of selections uh, from the rock opera, and Brian was telling me uh, off the air that this uh, you know, is going to evolve into you know, more than uh, just the recording that we're hearing today and the one that will be released next month. Uh, it's going to become a, a, a musical, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with everything going in, in the right direction, uh, whether it's uh, in the West End and in, in London, uh, maybe Broadway, off-Broadway, you never know. Off-Broadway. Off, off uh, well, hey, that's uh, <laughs> you never know. Uh, so that's that's the next step, correct? It is, yeah. I mean, it's a world that I don't know too, too much about. and um, But, I, uh, you know, you, it's never too late to learn. And we've had some interest. We've had, um, you know, some reaction to some of this music in England with people saying, we could definitely see this on a stage, right? And obviously, there have been a few people who have asked us if the band was going to go and perform this. And there's talk about doing that as a rock show, mm. right? But we're not going to, you know, we're not going to dress Justin up as a circus character and Pat as a circus, you know, because we're musicians, you know, we're not actors, right? So the idea would be, let's put young, you know, young singer dancers on stage doing some of this. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, this is the, the, the first step is to yep. get the record out. Right. Uh, and then if it if it if it's adapted into a stage show, uh, I'm I'm game for exploring that possibility. Wow. Terrific. You never know. I mean, the, the music is outstanding. Circus of Wire Dolls. And we're going to hear one final selection from the uh, rock opera. And what uh, what what is that cut all about? All right, well, this is yeah, this is an awful fun one. Um, again, so there's the main character that Justin voices, but then there are the other members of the circus cast, right? So if you think back to like P.T. Barnum and how he had his 
circus of curiosities, yeah. right? He had the yeah. heaviest man and, you know, the tallest man and the bearded lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just once, one day I said to Pat, well, what if, you know, what if one of our characters is the oldest man alive, right? What would the oldest man alive sing about, right? And, um, you know, we thought, okay, well, now he's in this circus just because he's old, but he wasn't always old, right? So, you know, what, what, is it, what are his feelings about being wheeled out every night to wave to the crowd just because he's old, right? So, um, you know, Pat and I started to think about, you know, who could we get, um, you know, involved to maybe sing this, right? So I contacted our old friend Dusty Gray, uh, about coming in to help us write the song, finish it off, and then we were thinking that Dusty would maybe sing it. Um, so Dusty came in, and you know, Dusty had really done his homework. I had told him what I just told you about the concept, and but we didn't have any, n- none of us had any of the music written. So Dusty came in with the title, which is Cut from a Different Cloth, and the three of us sat in the control room upstairs at the studio and we, you know, guitars and piano and we bashed out some ideas. And before we knew it, we had a song. And when I first heard the title cut from a different cloth, I was un- I was unsure of it because I thought, well, it's kind of a common phrase, right? Until I realized, well, wait a minute, the character who's singing this is actually made of cloth. And then Dusty came up with a really great line that this line is great, even if you're not made of cloth. Back then, we were made not to fray. And Dusty, I love you, man. That is a great line. It is a great line. Um, But as the process, we wrote that a couple of summers ago. And as the recording process went about, we actually did a version with Pat singing. We love that. I played it for the record company in England. And, you know, we talked about the idea that Chris Difford, uh, one of the writers and singers from the band Squeeze, would be perfect to sing it. And, um, you know, the record company reached out to Chris Chris had worked with us, Michelle, a record that Michelle and I had done like 20 something years ago. Mm. And I got an email from Chris Difford a couple of days later saying, Brian, it's great to be back in touch. Um, Chris Topham played me the song. I think it's really great. I'd be happy to sing it. I'd love to sing it. So in May, uh, I went to England and, um, you know, Chris recorded his, uh, his vocal. And here it is. Cut from a different cloth from... Circus of Wire Dolls here on WKXL.
cut from a different cloth And you'll never know When the lights come up And the crowds go home Begins and they wheel me in. That's my.